Welcome in to the All Things Bama podcast here at BamaCentral.com, your Sports Illustrated home for all Crimson Tide athletics. I'm your host, Tyler Martin, joined by a very special guest to pre-honorable Jordan Hill, who, who follows the Tigers, reports on Auburn, uh, all things Auburn athletics for the Auburn, uh, Opelika Auburn News. Uh, Jordan, how are you doing, man? Hey, Tyler, doing great. And I think just like everybody else, getting ready for sort of a, a weird holiday season and then obviously getting ready for the Iron Bowl. It's weird. D- d- does it feel like it's Iron Bowl week to you? Because you look at the schedule, right? Auburn's going to have two games after this game. And then Alabama, potentially, if the LSU game gets rescheduled, they're going to have two games after. D- does it Does it feel like an Iron Bowl week to you? It honestly doesn't. And for me, I think it's not so much the fact they have the two games afterwards, but it, I think it's just a product of this year. I mean, I'm kind of looking around, even though this is still about the same time of year they always play the Iron Bowl, I'm like, Oh man, it's it's almost you know we're not that far away from December. I think it's probably just a product of such a weird season and you know not having the the schedule actually look like we're used to. But yeah, I'll, I'll be honest and say it, it doesn't feel real. But I'm sure Saturday once that game gets going, it'll it'll feel a little bit more like a an Iron Bowl that we're used to. Yeah, Jordan, and then too, you know, coming into this game, Auburn up to this point, they're five and two. Alabama seven and zero. We had the playoff. We had the initial playoff rankings drop uh, on Tuesday night. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch that, and you know, kind of see, you know, where where some teams are. Auburn sitting there at number twenty two. Alabama at number one. But but this season though, um, outside of the South Carolina game, I guess since the South Carolina game, Auburn has played some good football. I know Alabama and Auburn both had you know an unexpected bye week. They had some time off in between there. But Auburn's been playing really good football of late since that South Carolina game. And it feels to me that, you know, every year this is kind of like a Gus Malzahn thing, right? They might have stumbled out the gate early, and then they hit their stride of late. Kind of talk to us what's been going really well for the Tigers uh, recently. I think one of the big things, and I was actually working on a story for later, I think it'll come out on Friday, about Bo Nix. And the biggest thing since that South Carolina loss Man, his accuracy has been just tremendous. I mean, a tremendous uptick since then. His first four games this year, he was averaging somewhere around completing about 50% of his passes, which, you know, is just not really going to cut it for very long when you're playing such good SEC teams. Since then, he's been hovering more around 70, which is what you would want to see, especially in his sophomore year. I think that's a big part of it. I think another thing that was kind of, you know, kind of saw it blow up in the South Carolina game, but. They had three turnovers. They were all interceptions thrown by Bo, and and it really, you know, it, it's the whole reason they lost that game. I mean, you have three turnovers and you lose by eight points. I mean, you can kind of point as that being the the big factor. So I think the fact they've been able uh, to hold on to the football, uh, I think the fact that really the run game has come along as well as it has with Tank Bigsby and then. Tank gets hurt last week, and, and you have Sean Shivers and DJ Williams step up. I think that's been big. Um, I think another thing kind of sticking with the offense has been the fact that they have done a, a much better job of getting different receivers involved. Sort of to start the year, it was the Seth Williams show, and you kind of hoped that you know an Anthony Schwartz or an Eli Stowe would, would make a play here or there. Well, the last few weeks, you've had some deep shots to Anthony Schwartz, which I think is is crucial with this offense. You, you know, really have to make the defense play honest and, and make sure they got somebody over the top because Schwartz has got that track star speed. I think that's been big. I think the defense has done a really good job of figuring out how it can replace a guy like K.J. Britt, who's missed a lot of time because of thumb surgery. Uh, and they've had Zacoby McLean and Owen Papo step up. 
Um, the defense has really been able to, you know, hold teams back even, you know, when they haven't had their best days. I, I don't think the way they played against Tennessee, they would categorize as their best game, but they made enough plays and, and Smoke Monday, the safety, has a pick six that, you know, pretty much is the knockout punch for Tennessee when Tennessee – uh, before that interception, uh, was driving down to take the yeah. lead. Um, so I think it's been op- opportunistic defense and really refining what they want to do on offense. I think that's been huge for for this uh, you know three game winning streak and and to get a little momentum going into Tuscaloosa. And this week, you know, we've had the opportunity to talk to guys like Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and then I know you guys have talked to Bo Nix. I, I, I watched Bo Nix's media availability. Uh, that was Tuesday night. And he, he kind of said something that if, if you're an Alabama fan, it ruffled your feathers. And then if you're an Auburn fan, you know, it, it probably fired you up a little bit. But um, he was asking you know, about Mac Jones. And, you know, he, he mentioned – he said it twice, really. He's like, he's doing a great job managing the game. And one thing I think is going to be interesting in this game, like the two quarterbacks, right? Mac Jones, uh, who's been, you know, on a, on a potentially, you know, a Heisman campaign. And then Bo Nix, who's steadily improved. And then, you know, you look back to last year, Bo Nix has the experience of winning an Iron Bowl and Mac Jones, you know, losing in, in you know, really crushing, uh, crushing, you know, defeat um, in a really, you know, well-fought game. But uh, last night, kind of listen to what Bo had to say. I, you know, I, I don't think Bo was trying to rattle any feathers or rattle any cages or anything like that, but I think that's how a lot of Alabama fans took it. Yeah, it kind of it was just funny to me in the moment hearing it. I didn't really think twice about what he was saying. I mean, I think it was more than anything just sort of uh, coach speak esque talk about the other quarterback because you know obviously when he's preparing for the game, I don't think he's watching a lot of Mac Jones film. You know, what I mean, he's more focused on the defense and things like that. Oh. I, I think he was just you know sort of just saying, hey, he's doing a good job. I think maybe maybe better wording may have been something like, you know, he's playing within the system and, and making plays with what they're giving him. Um, but, you know, this is the Iron Bowl, man. We, they're going to blow up whatever gets said. So, uh, you know, I think all things considered, if, if that's sort of the headlines that come out of this, you know, I mean, you know, they'll take you – know, both sides will take whatever to kind of get each other fired up. I'm sure if – you know, Mac had said something along the same lines. It would have been the same thing from Auburn fans. But I think it's just a sort of the nature of uh, of this rivalry. And but yeah, I think to your point, I, I think that both their play, I mean, is probably going to decide who winds up winning this game because both of these offenses have shown ability to score. Uh, you know, Auburn no, nowhere near as much as Alabama, given how productive they've been. But but Auburn has been able to put up points. And, you know, if a mistake here or there by either quarterback, that could wind up being the difference. Now, one thing we've talked about a lot on our side from the Alabama perspective is Alabama's defense has gradually improved since the second half of that Georgia game, right? And then, you know, the last two times out against Mississippi State and Kentucky, uh, only three points in those games. And then with, you know, with Tennessee – um, you only give up, you know, 17 in that game. So, uh, you know, for me, it's like you, you look at it one thing and it's like, okay, yes, the defense is improving. But then you look at it since the Georgia game, it's like Alabama's the, – the offenses Alabama's defense has had to face has gotten gradually worse, if that makes sense, right? Like like Georgia with Stetson Bennett. Then you go to Tennessee with Jarrett Garantano. And then Mississippi State and the disaster that's really been Mike Leach outside of, you know, the LSU game opening weekend in Georgia last week. And then Kentucky, right, who, who, who's really inept offensively, uh, to put it lightly. So I, I think it's a little bit of both in that sense. And then Auburn, right, they're coming into this game. 
their offense is, you know, is still one of the top three in the SEC, right there alongside Alabama, you know, in terms of points per game and things like that. And then they can obviously design some runs for Bo Nix. And I think he's a lot more effective when Chad Morris and Gus Malzahn can dial up those things. So in terms of, you know, a challenge for this Alabama defense, you know, I, I, I see this game, you know, this is going to be the best offense I think Alabama has faced uh, since the Texas A&M game week two. So it is going to be a step up. And I'm curious to hear about the offensive line for Auburn because I know the two tackles are questionable and Tank is questionable. Um, do you expect those guys to play? What's kind of like, you, you know, your gauge on those, on those, uh, on those injuries? Yeah, I'm really interested because I think that, you know, that that could really sway how this thing goes. Um, you, you mentioned Tyler. I mean, from what Gus has been willing to say, which, you, you know, you can't be shocked by him wanting to keep that close to the vest that, you know, that they're all questionable. If, you know, not, not going on anything other than speculation, I, I think Tank Bigsby will try to play because he tried to come in. Um, in the in the, I think like the second quarter of that Tennessee game, he took a carry and then came right back out because he was like, you know, I'm not gonna be able to go. But the fact that he tried, I think that you know they're gonna try to get him in. Um, with the tackles, I'm not quite you know as sure. Now the left tackle Alec Jackson, he wound up going back in in the in the second half for might have been at least one drive, and then he wound up coming back out. So I'm interested to see if he he might start the left tackle. But even if he doesn't, I don't feel like that's quite as big a blow because um, they had another left tackle, Austin Troxel, who uh, played a good bit in the in the beginning of the year and, and really at times looked like the better tackle before they wind up deciding on Alec. So I think if Alec doesn't play, that's not quite as big a blow. Now, if Brodarius Ham doesn't play, I think that's a real concern at right tackle just because when the season started, Auburn was playing – seven different offensive linemen for the five spots trying to decide, you know, who would be the tackles and the guards and, you know, ultimately settled uh, on Alec Jackson at left tackle and Brodarius Ham at right tackle. Um, but as far as the tackles go, they didn't really mix in another guy with Brodarius Ham on that right side. It was kind of three guys going for the two tackle spots. And, you know, if, um, if Alec Jackson's out, then Austin Troxel will play that left tackle. If Ham doesn't play, I, you know, I think they're going to go with a Jalil Irvin who um, has shown signs in some of those, um, you know, games where they've been able to mix in late, you know, play some guys. and But he doesn't have a ton of experience. So if he was able, um, if he gets called on to play right tackle, um, you know, that's going to be a really inexperienced guy going against an Alabama defensive line that uh, is going to test him right away. So, um you know, again, just sort of speculation, no sort of insider info or anything. I, I think Tank will try to play, um, and I think they'll have at least one of those two tackles. But um, if, if, and especially if they wind up missing both tackles, that could be a real, real big issue for this offensive line. Because I, I feel like, too, you know, when, when you're trying to attack Alabama, just from being at the games, watching them and, and covering them, it's like the defensive line to me is it, potentially the spot where you can say, hey, you know, we can we can have some success here. Kentucky, you look at the Kentucky game, right? Um, Kentucky had a lot of success when they were running the football, getting around the edge, and, you know, going, you know, running east to west, right? Um, and, out, and the thing is, the reality is, if Tank Bigsby plays, this is the best running back, you know, Alabama's faced this season, uh, without question, in my opinion, because I think he's been so good as a freshman in the time and the spots that we've seen him. 
Uh, switching over, though, Jordan, to the defensive side of the football, it's you know a little bit of a different defense than what Auburn had last year, right, with with um, with, with you know Derek Brown um, and, and some other guys. But you know this secondary, you know they they've done a good job of locking up some number one guys on some other SEC teams, uh, like Josh Palmer, like Terrence Marshall of LSU. Uh, you know, you know, did, are they? What kind of what kind of confidence do they have going into this game that they can at least try to uh, stop and at least limit what Devonte Smith can do? I think that is going to wind up being you know more likely than not what decides this game if that secondary keeps up that play. I mean, you talked about it. The last three number one receivers they played, which I mean, you start uh, with Elijah Moore at Ole Miss, who's leading the nation, uh, and then you mentioned Terrace Marshall, and then. Uh, Josh uh, Palmer from Tennessee. Uh, but those three top receivers, when they played Auburn, they averaged three receptions for 17 yards. And between the three, Elijah was the only one who scored. Um, so that's been huge. I think that's been a big, big help for the Auburn defense, especially because this was a secondary that had a lot of questions after losing some really uh, crucial players from last year's team. But they've had guys like Roger McCreary, a cornerback, step up and Smoke Monday, we talked about earlier, the safety that had that pick six. They've gotten excellent play out of the secondary. Uh, I think the big concern, and hearing Gus talk about this, and, and even uh, I think Jamie and Sherwood and the other safety talked about this on Tuesday night, uh, the fact that you know they do need to stop or at least limit Devontae Smith, but they understand that he is not the only Alabama receiver that can burn them. Uh, so I think that's the biggest question, even if they – can slow down Smith and not let him have, you know, an all-world type performance. They understand that, you know, the Alabama receiving core, while it's not the same guys as, you know, Waddle and Ruggs and, and those guys uh, and Judy from last year, that there's still a lot of talent, um, you know, up and down the receiving core. Um, so I think that's going to be huge. I think if uh, they just limit the overall effectiveness of the receivers uh, and, and especially don't give up big explosive plays because – for the most part, the Auburn secondary has been good at that, you know, limiting that, not letting that be a real issue, especially early in the year when they were breaking in new guys in the backside of that defense. So, um, you know, they have a ton of confidence, and they've shown, you know, the fact alone that they slowed down Elijah more like they did when he's just been tearing apart defenses um, is no doubt huge. Um, but they understand even if they if they slow down Smith that they've got more work to do uh, as far as other receivers are concerned. Yeah, and, and just speaking on that, you know, it's like Slade Bolden uh, opening kickoff against Kentucky, second half opening kickoff against Kentucky. He twisted his ankle. He he was day to day. He's going to give it a go on Saturday, but we'll see. Um, but you got to think, you know, if Alabama Alabama's already down Jalen Waddle, and then if they're down Slade Bolden, you've got John Mechie, Devontae Smith, you've got a trio of freshmen who haven't, you know, neither – all three of those guys hasn't, haven't caught a pass yet. So um, that will be an interesting development to watch. And then something, too, I think that's going to be fun to, fun to just note in this game is, like, Auburn this season hasn't given up uh, more than 35 points, and then Alabama's on a 20-game streak of scoring 35 points or more. So something's got to give there. And this is why I think, you know, you, you have games like this where you have Kevin Steele, who's such a great defensive mastermind, and Steve Sarkeesian – who is the opposite on the offense, right? He's an offensive genius. Um, I, you know, I, I'm curious to see what kind of blitzes Auburn dials up for Mac Jones, how they try to disrupt him. Because, you know, you think, you know, in his four games last year he played, right? Two of them were pick sixes against Auburn. And then now he's only throwing three picks. 
one of which was last year where Saban kind of talked about afterwards last week against Kentucky. He just He said it was a hope ball. You just throw it up there and hope your guy catches it. Um, so Max, been, his decision been a lot better. But I'm just to see how Kevin Steele matches up, you know, goes goes wits with Steve Sarkeesian and how maybe they add a little pass pro, they figure out some things. Because I, I know they're going to adopt the heat on third downs, and it's going to be interesting to see where Mac Jones can take the Alabama offense. No doubt. And the thing that I'm kind of curious about on the other side is as far as Sarkeesian, if they really try to pound the run, because if you would look at the Auburn defense and say, what's well, been a weakness, I think the run defense has been just wildly inconsistent. I mean, looking back last week to the Tennessee game, you know, that was a Tennessee offense that frankly came in and just looked look lost and they played pretty well. And the biggest thing was the run game. I mean, in the third quarter alone, Tennessee ran for 101 yards. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, this we might be having a totally different conversation if Jarrett Garantano doesn't sort of force that throw in the end zone that smoke picks and, and takes all the way back because Tennessee was really rolling up to that point. And, and again, it was really that run game. Eric Gray was really hurting the Auburn front. Um, and so, yeah, I'm interested as far as that goes. To, do they really try to push Najee Harris and, and really, um, you know, test that front that – you know, you hit on it earlier. They Auburn had lost so much production from that uh, side of the ball, you know, with Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, some of those other guys, Nick Coe. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm very interested in as far as the play calling on the Alabama offense. Do they really lean on the run, especially early, and, and really test those guys up front? Uh, against them, and Auburn was able to really shut them down, right? And Auburn had, you know, they're defensively, they just, you know, TJ Finley, the freshman quarterback for LSU, and their offense couldn't do anything. So maybe, maybe that's kind of an area where, hey, they needed to shake off a little bit of rust, and it's tuned up uh, for Saturday. But against the spread, Jordan, Alabama, right now, I, I think, I think it's up to twenty-five. I think it's up to twenty-five right here. Um, who do you think covers the spread? Um, do you, do, what do you I mean? What, do you think Auburn uh, has a chance of winning this outright? What, what do you think happens on Saturday? I'm going to pick Auburn against the spread, but I don't think Auburn is going to be able to win the game. I just don't think that the offense can keep up, especially, you know, the way I sort of see it, I think this first half we will see it close and, you know, maybe go into halftime with Alabama up seven, up ten, something like that. Um, but what I'm sort of expecting is um, that Auburn's not going to be able to handle the margin of error. I think one turnover here or there is going to be the difference in, Alabama being able to win this game. So so I'm thinking at halftime it'll be close, and then I think in the third quarter there'll be an interception or maybe a fumble that Alabama gets, um, and, and it gives Alabama enough uh, breathing room. So I, I'm picking Alabama by 17. I said 34-17 in our paper. I think it can be a pretty entertaining game, but just not convinced this offense has got quite enough to keep up. Um, you know, we've seen it from time to time, but – um, you got to play near perfect, and, and I don't quite think that Auburn's ready to, to play a near perfect game at Tuscaloosa. Yeah, for me, you know, it, there's an interesting stat out there. Nick Saban is 3-0 and against the number when he's favored by 20 or more in Tuscaloosa. And, it, and it's really interesting to see the difference in when the Iron Bowl's in Auburn and in the Iron Bowl's in Tuscaloosa, right? The competitiveness is really different in that sense. Um, 25 is a lot. 
Uh, I you know, at the beginning of the week, I, I was kind of leaning Alabama right there in the points, but you know, the more you kind of dig into it, it's like you know, two. You know, like I said, I mentioned earlier, I think Kevin Steele versus Steve Sarkeesian is going to be kind of the matchup inside the matchup to watch. I now lean Auburn in the points. Um, I, you know, I think I think it's going to be close. I think there's a chance. You know, maybe there's a backdoor cover somewhere for either team uh, at the, towards the end of the game. I do think it's decided. You know, closer to the second, half, closer to the fourth quarter. Um, you know, with it kind of tight. You know, to start out with. Um, but Alabama. Um, you know, by by two touchdowns. You know, 14, 17 points. I do like that pick. Um, but it's uh, you know it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. This is the Iron Bowl, and Alabama they they won't revenge. They weren't able to get revenge on LSU a couple weeks ago to avenge one of their two losses from last year, and so they're kind of you know going to come in guns a blazing. And it is this you know it's Senior Day, so it's it you know there's there's extra motivation there as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know as as cliche as it is, uh, I'm trying to remember which player um over the weekend said you know you can throw the records out uh with this game but i mean but it's true uh you know it's it's such a weird rivalry in the fact that it doesn't really matter what the records are but uh, i think it'll be an entertaining game but yeah i'm kind of leaning on the fact that you know i just don't think that auburn's quite got the firepower but uh looking forward to seeing it and seeing uh if they can keep up with a really really talented alabama team well, Jordan, before we get you out of here, man, where can people find all of your work? Yeah, so the website is oanow.com. That's the Opelika Auburn News' website. And uh, as far as, you know, stories I'll, I'll throw on Twitter or updates, anything like that, I'm at Twitter at Jordan Davis Hill. So uh, probably the best two places uh, to find me. Also, our Auburn coverage is on Twitter at AU blog. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting fall. And, and even as we get into basketball season, I don't think it's going to slow down, but uh, excited to get it going and, and ready for us to get to Saturday and see how this iron bowl plays out. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you coming on here, Jordan. Absolutely. Tyler enjoyed it. Awesome. For Jordan Hill, I'm Tyler Martin. This has been the all things Bama podcast. Thank you for listening. Sweet.